Hello, 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 hello. Hey, 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 hey. What up? What's good? What's goody? What's really good, son? It's your man's Denzel. And your boy's Chet. And guess, I mean, you you already yeah, know. You already, you, you already fucking know. You know the fucking voice. Yeah. Cloverfield Paradox was a fine movie. Yeah, we're just going to start out the gate with that, huh? Yeah. I don't understand the hatred on the internet for it. All right, we'll get to that. Yeah, we'll, we'll get to that. We, Denzel and I have a lot to Bring say. it back yes, a little yes, bit. Yes, <laughs> we do. No, we, I, need, I need you guys to know now that your hatred is completely uncalled for, uncalled for and it's not fair. See, you can't even get through that sentence without stumbling because you know it's a fucking lie. No, it's not that bad. I like it. Okay, we'll talk about it later. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll get to it. Welcome to Real Nerd Hours where we talk about things like prostitutes that I've seen in the lobbies of very expensive hotels in San Francisco. Might I add that uh, apparently there was some conference going on at the time that brought in a bunch of super wealthy people ah so the the caliber of prostitute was ratcheted up a notch yeah mm. that's probably like mm. that's super bowl sunday for prostitutes i mean like well also yeah. all these tech nerds who were like probably me like goofy in high school actual yeah. incels yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah <laughs> now they yeah, have money neat, for prostitutes right. is, yeah then and now they have money and now they'd be like oh wow I can get these beautiful women who weren't able to you before. You know, I actually kind of wonder how that affects the uh, the prostitute market. Not just like, because you have... You mean inflates it? No, it just changes it. Because I have a feeling that a lot of these guys that have never had a girlfriend but suddenly came into a bunch of money and, you know, now can afford to just buy a girlfriend mm-hmm. are they looking for, Pay for sex that GFE. Or, yeah i think they're going for more of the gfe the girlfriend experience like i have a feeling they're shifting the market here. you think so i feel i feel like they're going more for the uh like the 80s rock style or like the, the like the 80s wall street lifestyle of like i have a bunch of money let's do a bunch of drugs let's have sex parties yeah and let me just fuck you i think it's it it's probably gone polarized i don't, I don't know like less in the i don't middle. know i feel like you guys may be overstating the sexual willingness of these people mainly because it's they're still going to be nerds they, it's not like the money made them jacked or mm. the money got rid of all their insecurities it just gave them the ability to pay for a hooker that's willing to have sex with lights off well <laughs> they could they, they could have they could have gained uh I think yeah, true. <laughs> Lady Eloise, can it get any darker in here? Yeah. <laughs> That's a boomerang reference for your head asses. Damn. All right. You know, bring it in. Nobody? Here. Nobody. I, I, You've never seen Boomerang. No. All right. So the TV one show point, or the uh, TV channel? The movie with Eddie Murphy. No. He has to have sex with a super old lady. Why? And I, it's part of his job. Like, so oh. in order to get him to land a sale, essentially. And Eddie Murphy's a huge hoe in the movie. So he, like, fucks this old lady. And at one point, the lights are off. And he asks if the lights can, if it can get, get any, any darker dark. in the room. <laughs> uh, and I have to delete that because explaining a joke kills it. Yes. Yep. That's fine. It's fine. I'm not even going to delete it. I'm just going to leave it there. Yep. Yeah. There. There we yeah. go. There. there you have it. Less work for Denzel. Yeah. No, what I, um, I I think that when you're in a position of I have a bunch of money and I was totally undesirable all my life, but now I have a bunch of money and therefore I'm desirable. When you have someone who approaches you knowing that you're rich, you can never tell if they're genuinely interested in you or if they're only interested in you because you're rich. Well, the however, thing is, however, with a prostitute, you know what they're after. You, they're here for your money and only your money, and they're straightforward with it, and they're not a snake about it. And so, so for some people, that's more desirable. Yeah, 
The thing is, in San Francisco, though, uh, the I would I'd be willing to assume if I was up there and in a similar position that everybody's got money. Yeah, probably. Or the very the vast majority of the people that I'd be interacting with, including the coworker that I hit on every once in a while, just to test the water. Yeah, yeah. Not to not to actually do anything, just to test the water. <laughs> Just put my toe in the pool real quick to see how things are going. Uh, I would assume that everybody is getting paid a certain amount. Like if I go to a mixer with the company that I work for and the company across the street, I'm assuming everybody's getting paid out of the ass. Yeah, probably. And But like I'm not going to assume that of the people who work at the taco shop down the street or whatever. Right. Those people are... Or the people who work they could at the be making, They could be making like 70K working at that taco shop and still be like, all right, how am I how am I making rent? Yeah, Saint Scruggles out here. That's I mean, that's the life up in San Francisco. Yeah, I mean, rough. and they're constantly offering different solutions for things that nobody wants. Like, oh, we're going to replace all the fast food workers with robots. Right, yeah, and that doesn't... It's like, okay, cool, you can do that if you want. But remember that these are people, and eventually, like, this shit's going to come back to bite you in the fucking dick. You cannot have a city that is built entirely with the rich. Like, that's just not how things work. It's going to be very, it's going to become very one-dimensional, especially because it's all tech money. It's, It's not even, like, a booming art district and a booming, uh, mechanics area. Like, it's all just tech it's just software engineers that's my fucking favorite part about tech shit too because you have a bunch of people who know how to build products and know how to market products but they're a lot of them aren't art people they're not artists yeah they're not creative in the same way that like somebody who writes music is creative or in the way that somebody who actually paints original art pieces Mm -hmm. is creative like yeah they can figure out how to problem solve with code or whatever but they are not creating a new arts district in san francisco right they're not innovating in any space other than tech so what you get is like this fake culture like this pseudo culture that exists in the area because nobody's actually really all that cultured they like they know memes (laughs) and that's why discord is built the way that it is because it's made by people who like understand marketing memes to people right but they're not like they may even be part of the community but that's not a creative community that's just uh iterative humor it's like taking a going to b going to c going to d going e and it's it you can follow a progression of memes Mm -hmm. but it's not anything that's too creative. It's not anything that's going to blow your dick back. You're not going to be shocked like, oh, the meme, the creation of this meme is so fucking astounding. Right. But in, rea- in reality, all, like everything's derivative of something else. But a lot of humor is just, I, I mean, or a lot of the tech culture is just derivative of like memes or whatever, like whatever's popular in pop culture. Yeah. Because you don't have creative people up there. You just have like <laughs> people who think they're creative, people who have money, who like can pay for things to make them seem interesting. And this is, God damn, this is the fucking problem that I have with like hipsters, quote unquote hipsters, whatever <laughs> nebulous shit that means now. Well, I'm, I'm defining it right now to me as somebody who cultivates interests to make them seem like an interesting person, but they don't actually have any genuine interests of their own outside of trying to be interesting 
right? Like yeah. they, their only interest is like, oh, well, I want to be, I want to come across as in- interesting. I'm not actually, I don't have a personality. I just, I just know what I like, or I know what I think other people like. So yeah. I'm just gonna start doing these things. I want to be, I want to separate myself from these people. So, oh, let me go collect these fucking Wu Tang vinyls. Let me go get these the Silvers vinyls. Let me go pick up this rare Adult Swim piece. Let me go pick up these Yo Gabba Gabba breaks. Let me, <laughs> let me go get these things and collect them all together. Even though I don't actually like any of them, I can just talk about them. Yeah. They're 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 all their whole life is just built on conversation pieces. That's it's a facade. it. It's oh god, I fucking hate everything. What if they create stuff? Create something as in mm, I don't know, uh, locally sourced soap. That's yeah. not. I mean, <laughs> see, I I I I debate this constantly because, like, yeah, you can create stuff, right? Like, I'm like my buddy, like my buddy makes leather, and like he makes cool, like. Like he's really into leather working and making stuff like that. Mm -hmm. I guess you can consider that like a hipster thing because it's like kind of like. um, Does he actually like it? Yeah, he loves it. Yeah, yeah, and he's about that life. Yeah, he's about that life. But I would, I would argue now that uh, it's harder distinct, harder to distinguish now more than ever if somebody's got a genuine interest in Mm. something because you can just get on the internet and look anything up. Yeah, like I, I have a genuine interest in like brewing beer and making beer and like that kind of shit. But if I, if tomorrow I wanted to say fuck it, let me go ahead and start making soap, even though I don't really care for soap. Like I could just look it up on the internet and then pretend like, oh, I've been so into making soaps for so long. This has been my thing for so long. Yeah, like I can just pretend. I mean, if your friend's a leather worker, that actually takes. I guess some some amount of skill, right? Mm-hmm. Getting better too. He started off with like, I'm not wearing it, like watch straps, then to then to wallets, now purses, and he wants to like one day get as good and make like a like a backpack. Oh, nice. like something he does on the side, and then he just gives it to his friends for free. Oh, cool. But yeah, but like but like the logo for his like total hipster logo, and <laughs> yep. it's like it, it has that a uh, cool rustic look that's super in right now. Yep. Go figure. Yep. I mean, like if you, oh god. Ugh. It's culture. Culture is one thing that uh, continues to baffle me and annoy me at the same time, because it's so people, so many fakers out there, so many that's, fucking fakers. That's always going to be the case, though. Always, always. Like, I'm sure both of you had at least ten people that you went to high school with that were the country boys. Mm-hmm. Like that. That's yeah. all their thing, and they're. they're out here in fucking San Diego, where I mean, yeah, there's ranches and farms nearby, but you're not out here from Virginia. You're not from yeah. Montana. You're from Southern California. Yeah, you're not a country boy. Or to like, them, you're gonna be a Californian. Or like super white people who were like, who are like really into gangster ass '90s hip hop and gangster ass rap. Yeah, and it's like, and they, you look at them like, come on, man, like those guys are fun because yeah. Especially like in high school, you have to try so hard. Yeah. So it's like that's all their life is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, people people glomming onto things that they don't really have any knowledge of, mm-hmm. right? And they, just they, to, just to make it part of their personality, which for some reason they don't fucking have. <laughs> and like, you can argue that because they're dedicating themselves and like making that their image, you can say that okay, well, yeah, they live that life, but like. 
see, I look at it in the same way that I look at the Myers Briggs test. What's uh, that for oh, those of you who don't know? Kind of. Well, yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that thing, that thing, yeah. Yeah, it's basically a personality test that'll tell you uh, what traits you are that are signified by a certain letter. So E is going to be extrovert, I is going to be introvert, and then the following letters will correspond to like some other fucking personality traits. But the issue that I have with it is a it was made up by people who. Have Don't. no background in psychology. Exactly. And two, it's more of an exercise of who you want to be rather than who you are. At least that's in my uh, in my experience with it. That's what most people do with it. It's not actually to signify who you are at all. Because it's the way it's determined is via questionnaire. Yeah. So it's like, Hey, if you're at a party, do you start dancing or do you stay in the corner? Like, Oh, I I dance. It's like, Oh, well you're an extrovert. Great. But if you're, you know, okay, well what if you don't actually know anyone at the party? Like, are you still dancing? Is anyone else dancing? No. All right. Then you're in the corner. Shut the fuck up. (laughs) So how often do you go to house parties where there are people still dancing? Also that, (laughs) It's not, I it's don't not know, really it's, not, it's not the fucking movies. Yeah. You know, there's not like a dance floor in the middle of somebody's fucking house. I mean, I went to MacFest and my friends and I were dancing, but it was just because of, it was my friends and I. We were the only people dancing in the entire crowds. Yep. Every every single show, it would just be, it would just be us 20, us 20 of us. and But like dancing as poorly and terribly as possible. Hell yeah. And having a great time. But then doing synchronized dancing and like constantly switching up moves. Okay. But that's about it. I would never do it with anybody else. So what does that make me? <laughs> well, you're definitely an know. extrovert. Like there's no question mm, there. Yes. Uh, you got to take the test. E-N- ENTJ. E-N- yeah, I w- ENTJ. First got ENTP. Then I got like ENTJ. I forget. I'm relatively consistent with it. But I mean, I'm always going to be an extrovert. That's, that's no question. But also the whole introvert extrovert thing is kind of stupid because everyone wants to stay home sometimes hmm. yeah. like, everyone needs to fucking sleep every once in a while y'all it's gonna depend on everybody's mood any given fucking day yeah and it's like dog like you putting this in your dating profile literally doesn't tell me anything yep it's, it's, uh, oh you read a book once that's great the, the only thing that matters is what house you're in in the harry potter universe that explains more about you than i than anything else. See, I I, I couldn't say. I, Slytherin right here. Yeah. See, I I was test. Gryffindor. Like I was Gryffindor with like Slytherin secondary for most of my life, and then like as I was getting through college, it just became more and more Slytherin. Now I'm yeah. like, yeah, fuck everyone yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm very much Slytherin. Yeah. What the fuck is happening? <laughs> this is a, see, look, this is a, we we started out as real nerd hours. We're not going into real dork hours. Okay? Uh, hey, man, I love Harry Potter. Uh, hey, we're real dork hours. The movies. Hey, I went to Edinburgh and I went to the cafe where J.K. Rowling wrote Harry Potter. Uh, and I wish you wrote them on napkins. Bart, yeah, yeah, and I so and I soaked it all in. It's great. Yeah, you could feel the magic uh-huh. in the air, yeah. as it were. Now she just makes snarky tweets on Twitter. <laughs> yeah. All she does is piss off conservatives. Good. <laughs> Look at these triggered snowflakes. Uh, you know, there was a while when I was like, oh, you know what would be a great way to piss off conservatives? By calling them snowflakes. Now I'm just tired of it on both sides. It's like, all right, y'all are just being childish here. Everybody's a snowflake, baby. Yeah, hey, that's the point. We're all unique. There you have it. Everybody's a snowflake. Shut the fuck up. Yeah, Cloverfield Paradox was a fine fucking movie. I said shut the fuck up. It was a fine fucking movie. Okay. Now shut up. 
So, all right. I guess with that being said, let's get into what we watched. Uh, Chet, you finished something? Yeah, I finished binging, rewatching Yu Yu Hakusho. And God damn it, more shonens need to, to follow their example. Like, so we discussed last week that the show was really good, but it does decline after the Dark Tournament. And that was pretty much right where I was at last week. And now I finished it again. And yeah, the show definitely, I would say, takes a turn. It definitely takes a turn. And I would, def- I would say probably for the worst. Like they, they introduce a new soundtrack and everything. There's a bunch of new characters. It just it's a different show basically after the tournament. But what they do with it is like, okay, now all our main characters are so powerful that the problem isn't necessarily beating people up. Now the problem is how do we get there? How do we find who to punch? How do we, you know, they've they can read our minds and they can stop us from punching them like. Now the problem isn't fists. Now the problem is something else. Mm-hmm. So that's cool. Things go way the hell out the door when they go into demon world and everything's different again. But it's 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 nice. It's not just find the next big bad enemy who just happens to be stronger than the last guy. Now you got to punch him harder, do your training arc, do your next transformation that so many other shows do. You know, Dragon Ball, Naruto, Bleach all follow a very similar sort of pattern in that, okay, I'm just fighting the next stronger guy. What about My Hero? My Hero is a little different. It's kind of in that same pattern, but it's also so much more based on, like, it. the whole thing's about growth, not just let me punch the next guy, because you don't know who the next enemy is at any given moment. Like, you have the League of Villains that's going to be there for a while, and you have a feeling that the last guy is probably going to be Shigaraki, Mr. Facepalm. But we don't know when that fight's coming. It's not like he's saying, oh, I'm going to blow up the earth if you don't punch me hard enough. You know, that's that's not over the, over the corner just yet. So my hero is kind of on that path, but they're doing it a little bit better, I think, than some other shows have done. So yeah, we need more things like you, Hakusho. It's a good show. Also, there's it's a good show. It's a good show. I didn't watch it. No, I wasn't going to until uh, you said that. Yeah, it's you <laughs> can find it's it's all on Crunchyroll in Japanese subtitle. It's you can find everything on YouTube, but it's like the bootleg YouTube. So it's like in in the bottom third of the screen kind oh, of thing. Oh yeah, which is still watchable, but it's definitely not the best. How's the uh, English dub? I really like the English dub. I prefer it over the Japanese. Yeah. Which is how... It, that's actually why I was watching it on YouTube. Because yeah. I was watching it on Crunchyroll. And I'm like, mm, mm. it's not the same. I can't I'm the, do this. I'm, I'm, I'm the same way with like... Like, I prefer the English voices for Lupin. Yeah. Uh, or I'm a huge Slayers fan. Mm. The, I think the English voice cast for Slayers is great. Yeah. I don't know if you ever watched it. No, I haven't seen... I did. Almost. When I was a ute. <laughs> yeah. When I was a young lad. I was, this was like three years show. for me. Yeah. Yeah. It was... Uh, my sister was way into it huh. and at the time there was like international television itv oh I yeah, yeah i can't remember what it was called before then though but uh they they showed that they also showed dragon ball gt yeah and uh fishigi yugi man yeah they had some random ass shows that would 
make it over to the states and then like on broadcast TV. Two AM on Sci Fi Channel. That's how I saw like movies like uh, Armitage the uh, Third. Oh, I read yeah. the Zerum Hunter. Right, right. Fucking um, Appleseed. Yeah, all, all on Sci Fi Channel at two, two o'clock, three o'clock, and I, I was like eight years. I was like eight or nine years old. This would be me, like up up until like I was thirteen. So I would stay up all night playing Final Fantasy games or like Resident Evil or whatever fucking weeaboo JRPG is out. Thousand Arms, <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and then I was like, oh shit, two o'clock, stop. And I would sit there and get my fucking rocks off on like naked anime titties and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> that was how I saw yeah. heavy metal was oh, like yeah. on the sci-fi. Dude, sci-fi channel uh, helped shape a lot of my culture of what I liked. Like that that in a Cartoon Network in like 95, 96, 97. Yeah. I mean, oh man, I saw this super hot take on Twitter and uh, this person said, Netflix made it cool to watch anime. Oh, nah, shut son. the fuck yeah. up. Nah, it, so everybody, here's the thing. <laughs> everybody, everybody watched fucking anime like in our in our generation. Just no one yeah. admitted it. Yeah. yeah like, exactly. we, all, we all watched Sailor Moon. Yeah, everybody and it, did. And it wasn't, at least for me when I was watching it as a kid, I didn't think of anime as like a separate thing. It was just a cartoon. Yeah. Like it was just, this one has a continuous story and was made in Japan and it's cooler. And yeah, it's not funny. It's, it's way more violent than yeah. cow and chicken. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so it's like, okay, I got Eddie I got Dragon Ball Z. Like, we good. Yeah. yeah. And the part of the issue, of course, that I took with that statement, I was initially going to respond, but A, I saw how many people were in that person's matches. <laughs> yeah. And then I said, you know what? I have a podcast for this. So <laughs> I looked at that and I was like, no, like there, there have been so many different things that have impacted the anime market in the United States. I would say arguably that Toonami had the largest impact of everything in my life. Definitely. Yeah. Because I mean, it was airing during prime time. Yeah. Like straight up and down. Like it was airing they, from four to six. They knew what they were doing. Kids are home. Yeah. School. Yeah. Yeah, you would have run home if you weren't home. I had soccer practice. My parents would videotape DBZ for us. Yeah, so. yeah. Just, uh, we would record Sailor Moon, Dragon Ball Z, and then watch the second episode of Dragon Ball Z. It's great. And then whatever came on third, I can't remember <laughs> what else was on. And also because like we us we grew up, we became the content creators. Yeah. Who like also gave anime references and injecting anime back into the creative spectrum we're like we're like oh hey we we now we're like managing broadcasting networks let's put more anime in here now we're like oh we work at youtube let's let's get some or like we work at netflix let's get some more anime into netflix because we grew up watching this yeah so yeah i feel like anime like culturally has of course a lot of significance to people that are our age mm-hmm. like 20 i would say like i would argue maybe 26 to 30 in that range because my sister is two years older than me yeah she's 30 she's 30 so yeah yeah in that range well, it was, it's got it had a wide impact yeah and it's better than things like steven universe <laughs> hey man that's a good show that show sucks oh fuck you. it's like it's like fake anime but it's also it's all it's, it's also it's also super preachy and that's yeah, the, that's the thing <laughs> yeah. that I hate about anime because like in 
in most anime, especially like the mid-tier anime, what you're getting is like some weird political message. Oh, humans shouldn't run the earth anymore because everybody's a fucking degenerate and everybody's corrupt. That's every, that's every last boss in every Zelda game. And every, <laughs> yeah. And every Final Fantasy game, too. Yeah. Yep. Humans are the real parasites on this planet. They should be purged. <laughs> exactly. And like, it's got weird, some weird sloppy political message that you can find in every other anime. But also, it's got um, the problem that I have with uh, Steven Universe is that it's like preachy in like a not fun way. <laughs> like, you know, anime, it's like off the rails. Like if you're playing fucking Metal Gear Solid, <laughs> it'll you have like President Armstrong or who's like Senator Armstrong yeah. in Revengeance or whatever. And he's just some fucking President. insane. Pre- is it President Armstrong? Yeah. All right, President Armstrong, and he's all fucking insane, and he's like juiced off of nano machines and shit. We're the same, Jack. And he's just going <laughs> off on some weird speech. Whereas, like, Steven Universe is just like, okay, like we're here to preach about equality, and like nobody. Where's 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 President Armstrong in fucking Steven Universe? <laughs> God damn it! If you want to be preachy, have fun preachy shit, man. Have somebody off the wall. I want yeah, to see a lot that. Of off the wall characters. Like a lot of the gems that come down besides the main three. Oh, you mean the one time that they talked about rape? The, what? Like how the two people merge oh. together without consent. Yeah. And like one tricked the other gem. Like yeah. that's not fun. Yeah, that's like just, that's that's just sad. Like I understand why you want to teach kids about consent, when, but when every episode is a very special episode, yeah, every episode <laughs> is a very special episode, and it didn't start out like that. I don't, feel, like I don't the, feel like I'm in a safe place for you guys ragging on Steven Universe. <laughs> I love that show. I, I, I preferred. God, I've watched probably a total of 40 minutes of that show. Well, actually, that's not true because I've seen the first episode like three times. Because every time I like. Sit down and be like, okay, I hear the show's good. And I'll, I'll turn it on. I'll watch the first episode. Get to the second one and be like, I'm already bored and it, I'm it, done. It takes, it takes like 10 or 15 episodes for it to like start but watching every time, show. Like, I start a show and, that, and someone gives me that, I can't. I just can't do it. I couldn't watch Parks and Rec because of that. I oh, man. Watch. After the first season, it gets going so well. Yeah, after, after the second season. just start, If you start at season three, you're fine. I might, I might just do that because... Yeah, I I tried watching. I watched like the first three episodes of Parks and Rec. I'm like, this is boring as fuck. Yeah, but that's like that's like comparing. Be like, oh, I watched The Simpsons, but you only watched a few stuff in the first season and not stuff from season six. Which season six is like some of the most brilliant television on earth. Yeah, is that the one with the monorail? No, that's season three or four. Yeah. Okay, that's pretty early. Yeah, season six is like Bart's Comet. Mm-hmm. Um, who shot Mr. Burns Part One? Oh, okay. Uh, fuck, so many, so many, so many, so many bangers. Your, which one is the guy with the spy? Maybe. The spy, the fake James Bond guy that gets Homer to work for him. Oh, oh uh, Scorpio? Scorpio. I yeah. think that's season seven or eight. Yeah, oh, okay. It was like that was one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, it's well, yeah. That, everybody that, loves that episode. It's a good ass episode. Yeah. <laughs> I forgot you two are the Simpsons aficionados. Oh man, I'm I'm about love, it. Yeah, I'm very much about it. Yeah. Well, anyway, yeah. <laughs> Steven Universe sucks. I would here's a on the spectrum of 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 the modern Cartoon Network shows that I really fuck with. I would say it's 
Regular show number one, although it's off the air. Great yeah. show. Uh, Gumball number two, Gumball's surprisingly. Great. That show is fucking off the wall. Yeah, that, that, show, show, that, that, show. Is, that show's bonkers. They yeah. absolutely bonkers. Some fucking risks on that show, and I love <laughs> that it. Sh- that shit. Oh, God. We're fucking, we're fucking Gumball's mom turns into an anime fighting like yeah. hero. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. yeah. I, uh, <laughs> Nikki recently showed me some Gumball porn. I wasn't oh, ready for that. Okay, Dude, I'm stop. ready for that. Yo, send, I was send not, it my way. Like stop. I have, I've barely watched any of the show. I've seen a bunch of clips and like maybe two episodes here and there. But we were just talking about cartoons, and she's like, "Oh yeah, here's some gumball porn." And of course, it's like, of course she knows. How does Nikki know about that? Because she looked it up. Probably <laughs> she's like, oh, I wonder what my favorite anime porn." Like I don't want to look it up, but I'm gonna. But gumball's mom. Pretty All banging. Right. All right. <laughs> hey, man. She's... Wow. This is how man, furries she's a, are made. She's a she's a kilf. Cat, I like the fuck. <laughs> this is how furries are made. God damn it. Hey, yeah, hey, you know, hey, that's hey, how it all, fucking starts. Lola Bunny was the all, start of it. We're all a little Jesus. bit of a furry, you know? Nah. Not we're not? Right. Nope. Okay. Not one bit. You can't tell me you wouldn't fuck Lola Bunny. You'd fuck I wouldn't. <laughs> are you guys fucking serious? <laughs> Dude. I'd fuck Lola Bunny. All right, so we're we're moving on. Uh, I mean, I mean, did you did you did, number, you, did you not watch the fucking Outlaw Star? I did. Yeah, that one fucking oh, yeah. cat girl. Yeah, nope. that that taught me a lot about my sexuality. Well, see, Denzel nope. is strictly. She's a guitar, guitar. I don't. I don't Asia vibe Clan with cartoons. Yeah, Asia Clan Clan. I don't vibe with cartoons at all. Yeah, he like, doesn't. He doesn't believe in two dimensions. Hey, man, the first yeah. time I got a boner, I was watching Popeye, where olive oil was boxing. Yo, goddamn. <laughs> okay, <laughs> anyway. the one with the stick ass body. I was I was I was I was three or four years old. Okay. I had no idea what I was feeling at the time until recently I had like a like some sort of serendipitous moment of like, oh, that's what that was. If I go to bed really, really high, like old memories flood in. Yeah. And that probably would have been how I discovered that I got a bone in olive oil. <laughs> she was, well, she was right. boxing another girl. It was hot. Yo, Foxy boxing is oh, where it's at. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, anyway, what do you, what do you the, want from me? The number four car, or number three Cartoon Network show would be Adventure Time. Good some show. Of, some show. of those episodes are fun. Also, gets very preachy. Also, in spots. very preachy. It's fucking annoying. But, but I stopped it, watching before it really got heavy on the morals. But hey, man, yeah. Finn's arm turned into fucking some sort of Akira shit. I didn't. I didn't get that far. Oh, really? Where yeah. he lost his arm? He. Uh, it got too preachy uh, before then. Yeah. Like before, it was like zany, fun, like regular show. Yeah. But I then like it the got preachiness. I don't. The, the fuck are you? Do? I'm a grown ass man watching cartoons, kid. <laughs> it's bad this enough is, already. <laughs> this is this is what you need to do to satisfy me as a grown man watching cartoons. Have innuendos that only as an adult I understand. Yeah. Like when uh, they dropped that. DMT. Yes. Yes. And two. Uh, don't preach to me because kids aren't going to understand the preachiness, but I, as an adult, will. Well, no, they probably would actually. Like in some instances, yeah. And with Adventure Time, it's geared for a slightly older audience, like not the six-year-olds, more like the ten and up. Yeah, mm-hmm. like so, maybe twelve to fourteen. Yeah, so they're going to understand more of what they're pre- being preached. But what yeah. about what about My Little Pony? Okay. All right. I'm joking. Of, oh, thank God. Uh, number Can't four on that list. Fuck Fluttershy. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> hey, man. I'm more of an Applejack myself. Oh, <laughs> I like the accent. Both of you should kill yourselves. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Uh, number four on that list would be Teen Titans Go and oh, then man. Steven Universe. All right. I mean, those are the only five that I'm aware of. What about Uncle Grandpa? Never oh, seen Uncle it. Grandpa is a little bit too lol random for me. Too zany? 
never I haven't, never I haven't watched it. much of it. Mm. Uh, oh. There's also like Flapjack and Chowder. Flapjack's one of my favorite Cartoon Network shows of all time. Don't remember Flapjack. Is that like the little pirate guy? Yeah, yeah. it's great. Never it never gets that. preachy. It was always more like Ren and Stimpy. Yeah. Uh, than anything. I, I need to watch more Flapjack. I would only catch it like at cons when we're just yeah. hung over laying in bed. Mm-hmm. So it's, that's, uh, that's it's, 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 it's one knowing. of the best. That show's fucking brilliant. Uh, ooh, okay, okay, that was really good. Oh, I never saw that. that. Okay, okay, it was all hand-drawn animation, all done in pencil. It's great. Is it fucking preachy too? No. You like it because it's got good morals about no, no, fighting it's, it's people. No, it's got good fight scenes. It's, okay. it's like superheroes. Nice. All right, I'll have and to check talks about power out. levels, and I love power levels. Yeah. And then how oh, you have to consent thing. to fighting. Uh, like mutual, like the consent uh, laws in Washington for fights. You have to ask somebody if it's okay to fight them. Let's go. Tight. You yeah. ready to catch these hands? Yeah. You yeah. ready to catch if, these hands? If both parties agree, you won't go to jail. That's, That's tight. tight. Yeah. Man, but I want to go up to Washington and fight someone. <laughs> nine times out of ten, the people agreeing to fight know how to fight. Right, yeah. So. I'll go up there, throw some hands, get washed. I'm good. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. There was another one that I was thinking of, but I, I don't remember it. It's gone. I, I've got a friend who was a storyboard artist for Clarence. So I'm gonna pretend that like that's one of my favorite shows ever. Oh, oh that show Clarence. that show gave me weird. I don't like that show. I, <laughs> I haven't watched any of it, but he's one of the storyboard artists. So I'm gonna pretend that's my favorite. Didn't they take that show off the air? Maybe I yeah. don't know. Because yeah, the, the creator did something, right? Oh, I don't know about that. I one of the shows on Cartoon Network. Oh, I just learned this today. What's the up? creator of MMO Junkie is a fucking rampant anti-Semite. What is what's MMO Junkie? The recovery of an MMO Junkie. Oh, he's an anti-Semite? Go fucking figure. raging Holocaust designer. Like, Go figure. Someone just dug, dug up old tweets. Actually, he was tweeting about it like last week. And then people went and about dug shit Holocaust? up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> he took a picture of like the little prince, the, uh, the, um, the French children's book. Yeah, the guy on the moon. Yeah. So he took a, a bit of that. And then I don't know what the, uh, the text bubble was but because it, it was in Japanese. But then he said something about like, well, I don't know how six million people could have been gassed. And like, yo, what the fuck? <laughs> how? I, I don't understand how anyone could be a Holocaust denier. Like, how do you not? Okay, so let me let me explain something to you. Because this is this has come up recently, and I I recently figured this out. That so the Holocaust didn't happen. No. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, let me tell you how. In my internet research, I found out this shit was fake. So yeah, this crazy. is typically this is how something like this happens. Nobody wakes up one day and says like, okay, so the Holocaust didn't happen. What happens is they go on YouTube and start watching people. Uh, at least now right before it was it was different so the way that the conversation works is um so eric what's up in the holocaust yes i mean six million people is a high number a do you do you think that number is a little bit exaggerated uh, i don't like, know it's, it's, i mean like do you, i mean like maybe 500 and uh five no 5.5 5 million yeah 5.5 million instead of six million uh i mean i guess maybe so you already conceded a point right there, yeah. right? So all all my idea is, like, if I'm already denying the Holocaust yeah. because I'm a huge anti-Semite, my goal would be to continuously get you to concede points. Okay. Like, like okay, so apparently at Auschwitz, that was a shower room. That Like, the gas chambers weren't that large. You know what I mean? Although in reality, I'm not a Holocaust denier. Uh, they were showering those people with gas and not water. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's 
things like that. Okay, it would be yeah. it would be me trying to get you concede points slowly. Okay. And it's not necessarily like okay, so the Holocaust didn't happen. The I would never ever ever get to that point in the conversation. Yeah. It would just be me feeding you ideas until those are now your talking points, mm. and then it's. I wouldn't even consider myself a Holocaust denialist. I would just say, uh, well, some things just didn't happen as they right. as they were. Some things reported. just didn't seem to add up. So we, I'm just asking questions. Should, yeah, I'm, I'm just, just asking, asking questions. questions. That's yeah. a kind of like people who kind of like people yeah. who say like, oh, but what about Building Seven? Yeah, like well, like what I'm happened not, with that? Did you not like what? What about that? That uh, footage that got taken by the FBI at the day after, Ooh. like like they, the missile must have struck, or like jet 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 fuel can't melt, melt steel beams. Kind of like same, same like little bits like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's yeah. just Gross. little piece at a time, and then it you're effectively being gaslit. Like when when you do something like that, it's it's the same sort of just real real subtle mental torture. It's it's all. Yeah, it's all in getting you to concede small points. That's why you have to be hyper aware of shit. Here's a tip for you at home. I don't play any of this fake racism shit in in the community at all. What do you yeah. mean? Like if what anybody do does like even like slightly racist jokes or even says the N-word when they're white, I don't play that. Mainly because I don't want the people that that kind of shit attracts. Yeah. Right? Like it's not necessarily that I have a problem with you as an individual. It's just that when you start doing that, it allows for different kinds of behaviors and different kinds of attitudes to permeate mm. through your community. And once you stomp it out once and you continue to stomp it out at every occurrence, it'll keep it from happening in the future. So I have a theory of like why a lot of <clears throat> the kids these days, these high school kids are turning up to be like ginormous assholes and alt right is because of uh, us not of us not stomping that out in our generation in terms of like like going on 4chan or demon art or like people making all these jokes that we felt was well, so ridiculous no one would ever possibly think what we're saying is real like what well, this is how we really yeah, feel well, the satire got taken yeah, too they, far they, they, yeah this is this is like oh we're just making a joke about black people and jews because it's so preposterous no one would ever believe like th- actually believe these things you know and then, the like the kids is... saw it and was like oh yeah this is how people actually feel uh, let's talk about fun stuff. Yeah, right. let's, let's talk uh, about Event Horizon, but bad. Uh, no, no, it wasn't no, that. No, okay, no, wait, wait, so wait, I want to know what you think about the Cloverfield. Okay, real we quick. Gotta, we got to go through the other things first because Fuck. this one's going to take a little bit. I, 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 saw, I saw Kakaguri. Oh, yeah. It was on uh, Netflix. That's yeah. right. I watched the English dub. What's that? Uh, it's a gambling anime about middle schoolers and high schoolers and like these girls that are just extremely horned up Yo, like, how, just by gambling. How big, how big are their booties? They're know. all in skirts. You don't see any booties. You do see like decent, decent range of is, chest it, is it like High School of the Dead? No. Oh, that I'm not in. It's it's a. Fun. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the best way to describe this anime is like it's kaiji uh, meets horny schoolgirls meets twelve dimensional chess. Yeah, pretty Dude, much. Super into it. It's good. That's um, fun. You know, I get more enjoyment out of it than I should. It's, it's a it's a fun show. Yeah, it takes itself a little bit more seriously than I thought it would, but not too seriously. Yeah, it's not like deathly serious, but it's just like kind of serious. <laughs> but I I like it. Did you I, finish it? Uh, no, I'm on episode nine. Okay, so you've already gotten past the character I hated the absolute most, which is the girl that literally gets off on it. Yeah, 
Yep. I hated her. She's absolutely my least favorite part of that show. It's the worst. Oh, uh, man. I also have been watching Pop Team Epic. Oh, yeah. I actually like it. First a, comedy anime that I've seen that I like. It's so off the wall. Like, that that show is basically like a, a like a sketch comedy, basically. Because yeah. it's like... Which one's Pop Team Epic? It's the one with like the, the short girl with orange hair and the tall girl, which really just got a long head. With the blue hair. Oh yes, I've seen I've seen uh, pictures of that. Yeah, that's... it started as a as a web comic. Okay, and now it's an anime this season. It's good. It's fun. Yeah, if you like the comic at all, you'll mm-hmm. like the show because okay. a lot of it's just taken straight. From there's not a, there's not a lot of comedy comedy anime that I can actually say that I've enjoyed. Like even fuck uh, Excel Saga. I was like, this is funny, but then after three episodes, I'm like, I'm done. Excel Saga. I felt it like just got to be too much. Yeah, like. It, and it was all just lol random like, shit. Like, like once again, the only anime where I've actually laughed every single episode and like laughed a bunch would be um, Humanity Has Declined. The only time I ever laughed at anime. Okay. What about um, Konosuba? Oh yeah, and I laughed at Konosuba. Yeah, okay. uh, season, yeah. Season two, it was season two was better than season one. Like, like the fact that they kind of became self aware of what okay. it was and self aware of and like once the main character realized, you know what. I don't even give a shit what anyone thinks of me. I'm I'm depressed and I'm horny and I'm just going to be gross and that's it. Fuck wow. you. And so like, that was that was the entire fan base, huh? Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. You know, Konosu was funny, funny, funny as fuck. But I think humanity has to uh, decline is even funnier. Okay, cool. I think Pop Team Epic is pretty good, mainly because like I I'm pretty sure this is the case. They switch the voice actors every yeah. episode, so like the I prefer when the two girls are voiced by the gruff old men. Yeah, fucking Norio <laughs> Wakamoto was one of the voices. I don't know who that is. He's I, he's the guy that voiced Cell. He's the guy that voiced M. Bison. He's like the villain in like everything. Okay. Okay. Like, yeah. yeah. Okay. So he's the the old men. Like when, it, especially when they do like the weird, super raspy shit. <laughs> yeah. I think it's really funny. Yeah. And I think the delivery, although I don't necessarily understand Japanese all that well at all, uh, <laughs> I think that the delivery is better than in the dub. Like I watched the dub. Oh, I didn't know there was a dub. Yeah, uh, oh, they only did that. episode. I think they're on episode two now. Okay, but the issue that I have with the dub is that it's not as like there's something missing there, and okay. I, it's it's impossible for me to explain. I'll but check I want to say that it's like the delivery, the sure. way that things are delivered, or the was it like the tonally what they how they sound? Because I felt that way with Little Witch Academia. Like I like the voices didn't match the personalities like the Japanese version um, did. Well, I didn't... Uh, I uh, I don't know. The main problem that I have with dubs for for American stuff is it's like, I want to say like the fa- same 15 people doing yeah. everything. Yeah. Yeah. So like you kind of just recognize voices. Whereas the subs, and of course I don't listen to a ton of subs, but it seems like they're just there's diversity there Mm. like not everybody sounds the same but also the problem that i have with like the japanese dubs of anime is that there's always the one person with the one voice that is just too high of a frequency for me (laughs) and they talk a little bit too much black oak clover i i got oh oh yeah no but yes (laughs) i 
had to drop that show because the main character was like, this voice is terrible. <laughs> I yeah. can't do it. The, uh, to what, me, there's always the one. What's Pop Team Epic? Where, where can I watch that? Uh, uh, it's on Crunchyroll. Crunchyroll, yeah. Okay. yeah. Um, the dub I saw on YouTube. Okay. Um, Are you the, sure that was an official dub? Uh, I'm pretty sure because it was, uh, what was his name? I can't remember his name, but it's he's also a big voice actor. Okay. Okay. Um, I want to say he voiced one of the Taguros. Yeah. The big one. I don't remember who that was. I'll, I, you reminded me of you, Hakusho, again. I, two things on that. One, like almost the entire cast is lifted from the Dragon Ball Z Funimation dub. Mm-hmm. It's like Frieza is Genkai and like Kuwabara's Vegeta, uh-huh. who's also Piccolo. Like, just everybody is just lifted and just translated over. That's good. But also on Yu Show is at the very end, they introduce power levels. And as soon as they bring it in, they make it obsolete. Because it's like, oh, your power level is 120,000, which is absurd. Like, you're one of the strongest demons out here. Okay, well, I lowered my power level down to 6,000, which is D class. But that's nothing. I'm still going to whoop your ass. And he does. It's, nice. it's about it's about training, not just in your techniques, not just about your strength. Very nice. Moshe has got to do that too. Anyway, all right, we're finally getting there. We're getting we're going along. Altered Carbon saw all of it. I just finished episode three. Okay, I, I see none of it. I fucking love it. I'm a big I, sci-fi junkie. I'm having it's, trouble caring. Mm. That's uh, fair enough. Because like I I'm also having trouble kind of following along. Just uh. Like, episode three was probably the one I liked the most so far. Because I'm like, okay, things are getting interesting. But I'm also like, this one dude, he had to revive someone who's been dead for 250 years to solve a crime. There's no one good today? So it's, they explain uh, that? Yeah, they explain okay. it. Okay. That, that's revealed in, like, the last like, like that few episodes. That thing, and, like, also, I, I feel like it's kind of a bummer. Not a bummer, but the... Uh, Oh, cool! Like there's like a there's like an Asian lead finally, and they kill him off, and now that's a white dude. Yeah, that's also explained. Okay, and I kind of I kind of wish the voiceover was still the voice of like uh, talk, like oh, kind of like yeah, guy. be like because that's that's who he is, and yeah, yeah, and, and they change out the actor for talk. Yeah, it was really weird actually, like between but, the first and second yeah, episodes. Yeah. But I mean, like I like it's it reminds me of it's more Deus Ex than it is. Uh, like a fucking Blade Runner, so it's kind of cool to see like that kind of cyberpunk. Yeah, it's it's more. It clean. leans on yeah. the noir feel. Yeah, and it's not. I mean, like I don't like the dirty sci-fi future. I actually actually like it visually more. Dirty sci-fi, like garbage everywhere. I and shit, I but, hate that shit. But it, but it's cool to see like, on on screen this type of sci-fi. yeah. It's not necessarily clean, but yeah. it's not garbage everywhere. Mm-hmm. People wearing trash bags and shit. Yeah. And it's very stylish. It's super cool looking. And although they kind of know it's expensive. Down, yeah, it looks super expensive. Like, like initially when I was watching it, I thought it was gonna end up being like one of the sci-fi originals. Yeah. And it was gonna be like super shitty <laughs> CG and all kinds of stuff. Every every like Every time, I'm, like when I'm watching a new episode, I'm like, "This looks like a lot of money." Like that's 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 that's, that's all I can think of. Like, this is a this is a lot of money Netflix is putting out. Uh, yeah, and that's what I thought about with a uh, fucking Cloverfield paradox too. But I guess it was more Miramax, and then like 
Netflix like paid to distribute it. I'm not quite sure. I'm not sure because it, it was like done in conjunction. Because Miramax, I think, owns. The, but yeah, Altered Carbon. I mean, I want to stick with it. Uh, my girlfriend really really liked it a lot, and uh, I mostly judge her opinion for the most part. <laughs> though though she she didn't like some of Nathan for You, which is one of my favorite shows. So mm-hmm. she's wrong. So she's wrong. <laughs> well, well, she thinks Nathan was kind of mean to like. He thinks like him doing these things is is more cruel than than him actually helping there's an argument to be made yeah, there, yeah, there's, <laughs> there's some arguments to be made but but the season finale of i made her i was like okay you're gonna sit down and watch the season four finale which is like it's just almost like a movie it's it, it's like it's filmed differently has a different tone to it it's, an, it's two it's an hour and a half long Jeez. without commercials and uh it 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 makes you it makes you think and then there's story arcs and it's character arcs and it's fucking weird it's <laughs> It's like it's like it's fucking weird and it's amazing and it's like I think it's one of my favorite. I'm just gonna call it one of my favorite documentaries. It's the Nathan <laughs> for You season four season finale called Finding Francis. Okay, which is about a weird weird old man who pretends to be a Bill Gates impersonator trying to find his long lost love, and then Nathan finding out the things that he said about her aren't completely true as he uh. starts going along these things, and then and then he gets bored and starts hanging out with an escort. Nice. Yeah. Okay. Nathan for you is some excellent subversive comedy. Did, did you see what he did to fucking Jimmy Kimmel? No. So watch watch the Jimmy Kimmel live interview he did with it, and he gives he talks about this crazy exper- experience where he got pulled over. That's an episode of Nathan for you on everything he said, which was outlandish and nuts, actually happened in his story where he got he got the wrong suitcase at a, to go to a wedding. the The suit was three times too big for him. He got pulled over. And the cop found a baggie of dust, which was actually the remains of this guy's mother. Holy shit. And he said this entire story in Jimmy Kimmel, and that's an actual episode, but he fabricated everything. So everything actually happened, but he spent like $300,000 to get all these actors to pay off all these people to get all these things to go on for this to actually happen. What the fuck? Hold on, so this all happened in an episode that was fake. No, yeah, this all like he planned all this happened. So he so he went on Craigslist. Uh, Every episode Nathan for you sorry it says I went on Craigslist to post an ad to find a person who will fly to San Francisco with me and take the wrong suitcase on purpose, mine, and then I'll get his thing. And then he found like these couple and asked them if he can go to their wedding and first they're like, uh no. And it's like really awkward. And he's like, you know, I just want to like hang out. And they're like, uh, sure. So then he goes to the wedding with the wrong suit, and then he pays a cop to pull him over. To actually do all this stuff and to say these correct lines and then and then but when he tells the story of jimmy kimmel it didn't say that it was fake and everyone's just like laughing and clapping because the whole the whole subversive part of it was that he's like i found after watching all these interviews i found what every fucking celebrity says ha every fucking and like he showed all these clips of all these what all these celebrities say it and on, on the couch of these shows of like uh i got pulled over i went to a wedding i lost my bag like these are like a lot of the same stuff they say. Mm. And when he went on Jimmy Kimmel, the first fucking uh, guest talked about going to a wedding and <laughs> talked about losing her bag. And then he's like, and he's like, I couldn't believe this was happening to me right now. That's but amazing. it's Nathan. Like if Nathan for you is some of the best, like, like Kaufman esque comedy. That guy, I couldn't watch it. He's too spurgy for me. I, 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 I don't. See that. I don't like the way that he talks. I love how he talks. He looks. He's such a dork. Yeah, he's <laughs> such a dork. <laughs> he went on fucking Conan O'Brien, and he was like, "I'm, I'm not very fun to talk to." So I brought Susan Sarandon. She didn't say a single fucking word. She just sat there. And then Nathan for you, Fielder, just for five minutes straight talked about his cats. And Conan is like this. 
just staring blankly at him. And Susan Sarandon, he's like just standing there getting a drink of water and nodding at whenever Nathan says something about his cats. And then like near the end, she just stands up and walks away and doesn't say a single fucking word. Amazing. And like it's it's some of the best comedy. Like it's God. so awkward and weird and oh, I love it. It's that's like the one brand of awkward comedy I can really do because it's it's not scripted awkwardness. Yeah. Like he he knows what he's doing. He's yeah. intentionally making it weird, but everyone else is just like I don't know what the fuck to do. And it's and it's I don't think it's mean. Not not in most cases. Yeah, in most cases it's not mean and and I can really appreciate someone who is not being cruel and but still being awkward and funny. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Altered Carbon, watch it. Altered yeah. Carbon, Nathan, watch it. Nathan, Nathan for, for you, you. season watch four, it. season finale, watch it. Okay. Anyway, all right. Now moving on to speak and the, the thanks for blowing my segue. Speaking of sci-fi, uh, thinking of awkward. Speaking of awkward comedies, uh, Battle Angel Alita, <laughs> uh, Cloverfield Paradox came out the day after the Super Bowl. What a badass way to drop a movie. Yeah, the, they tried to do it like Beyonce did her album. Yeah. Or Sega did with the Sega Saturn. Oh, is that what they did with the Sega Saturn? Oh, no, no. It was Sony, right? It was like, and it's going to be out today or something like that. I think Sega, I think it was or Sega Saturn did that. I, I don't remember. I think it was Sega Saturn and then no one bought it. Yeah. yeah. That's, that's probably why, because they didn't build up any hype food. Yeah. Hey, speaking of the Super Bowl, fuck the Pats. Yeah. yeah. Glad fuck you the lost. Pats. Yeah, fuck them. Fuck football in general. Yeah, I'm not. I'm, I'm not. I, think I would be down with football if it... You had more than two minutes of action between every 15 minute commercial break. I'd be down if you saw the Chargers, but Cloverfield Paradox. Yep. Uh, I liked it. I liked it. I, I don't want to say I liked it a lot, but like it had the same problem that I felt like the last film had in that it was tangentially related to Cloverfield as a property. But I feel it's more like Twilight Zone, where it's more common themes, but not exactly sequels or tight events. Well, uh, that's how I view Cloverfield. Yeah. It's like it's like one-off stories or kind of like Black Mirror. I would agree with that if the first movie wasn't specifically about monsters. Mm. Like but, that but second one. There was monsters in it. The second one wasn't originally a Cloverfield movie. It wasn't? No. no. It was It was originally written as something else completely. Right. But where, the like, people. Go ahead. Where it was, you know, basically the people stuck in hiding. J.J. Abrams? Yeah, yeah, exactly. But they ran out of budget, so then it got picked up by whatever Bad studio. Robot. Bad Robot. Oh, yeah, okay, but yeah, it got picked up by Bad Robot, and then they're like, well, we can turn this into a Cloverfield movie, and they're like, I Alien spaceship. There you go. Yeah, so that's, I mean... That's how I feel about the series as a whole. Like I, I don't like the first one. There's too much shaky cam. And, Love the first one. And like the people make like weird, irrational decisions, and it doesn't really do it for me. The second one I thought was really good, despite the fact that they shoehorned in the Cloverfield elements. And then the third one I thought was a fun sci-fi romp. Well, the second one, I, I actually felt the elements worked in the movie because you. You, t- you end up wondering, is this all fake or real? Like, you're like, is this person crazy or are there actually fucking monsters out there? Or is this guy the monster? And you, like, near the end, you start believing, okay, there's no fucking way there's actually, like, a like a toxic fog and there's actually monsters. Until she escapes and there's actually fucking monsters and he was right the entire time. Like, I felt like that was kind of cool. I mean, like, although I understand where you're coming from, 
if it wasn't tied into Cloverfield, that would make make the movie more exciting for me. Well, how because you, yeah. in Cloverfield, you know there are monsters. You saw yeah. them in the last movie. Yeah. So like calling it Ten Cloverfield Lane and saying that it's like a like a spinoff of sorts. Like you know there are monsters, so you know the guy's not lying. So the woman is just stuck in a super shitty situation with that guy from the newsroom and John Goodman. How would you feel if they didn't call it Ten Cloverfield Lane, but like Ten like fucking Boyd Lane or something like that? It would and be, then and then and then the very end instead of aliens, it was the Cloverfield monsters, and, you, and then it was like like a surprise ending. Oh, this is actually part of Cloverfield. Like, would you would you appreciate that more? Um, I think it would have been different as a whole. If that were the case, because if it if it wasn't related to Cloverfield, then my least favorite things would have been taken out of the movie. One, the fight at the end with her being picked up in the truck. That was then, awesome. Like, I thought that was super stupid. Oh, you suck. And then I didn't like how she heard the news report and then drove towards the, the city. Yeah, it was kind of dumb. Yeah. And I was just like, uh, like, the rest of the movie was pretty cool. But, like. John Goodman. The fattest he's ever been in his entire life, melting. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> pretty dope. Uh, so, so Cloverfield Paradox. Well, I, okay, I'm gonna give a say something real quick. I was stoned out of my mind when I watched this. So, I, I, I had I had two long eight hour days of recording drums for the new Kirby's Dream Band album. Oh, and we actually recorded two albums. When's it come out? Uh, fuck, I don't fucking know. One day. But we, that was, I was like, well, we booked studio time for two days. I can do this in a day and a half. Let's record a second album. Hell yeah. So the second album is going to be called Super Mario Brothers 2. And it's only uh, Kirby covers. <laughs> <laughs> we're gonna, we're, the, the cover of the album is going to be Inside Baseball. A cover of uh, the actual cover of Super, Super Mario Brothers 3. Oh my god! <laughs> nice. So we're just, we just, oh, we just yeah. We, we, we've, we've been slowly turning into into like a like a like an antic band of just making jokes. Dude, like lately, we've been really into arranging minor songs in the major. Ah. Uh. Yeah. So so we want to do an album called Major League where we just make songs like fucking uh, Lavender Town in the major, and we did it. And it sounds like a Christmas song. Yeah. Or or or, or Doctor Wiley Stage Two for Mega Man or Stage One for Mega Man Two into a major song. And it sounds fucking awesome we actually played it live no shit but yeah anyways so i was like i'm tired but i really want to watch this so i smoked a bunch of weed and like all the sound effects were fucking crazy and like when that woman was screaming in the the wall i was like what the fuck is happening what is this i'm just like laying there wide-eyed stoned out of my mind with my cat on my lap like what the fuck is happening this is awesome (laughs) this is great and like that opening that opening scene with like the bear mccrary uh, music um he writes like fucking great uh, themes. Do you know his stuff? No. He wrote the theme. I think he wrote the theme to The Walking Dead, which is like okay. But he did. He did, he's done some like um, video game music, and he does a lot of really cool uh, soundtracks. But the scene where like them trying to like just that montage of them trying to like like forty days passing, I thought that was badass, and I was like, oh, this is really cool. Like way to like start a story and give you like perspective in three minutes of like what's happening. Yeah, I thought I thought it was pretty legit. Like I it looked expensive. Yeah, that also looked very expensive. Uh, apparently, the budget was only twenty six million, though. Oh no shit! Which is a shitload of money, but not, not for as, a movie. Yeah, like that. It was all, it was all no name actors for the most part. Uh, no, really? I mean like they're they're all like secondary cast members. Yeah. they're not. I don't think any of them like star in anything. Um, so Chris O'Dowd is in it. Oh yeah, he was he was the funniest. I love I loved his 
yeah I when, he, when he lost his arm that and he was, was he was good. like totally okay with it i was like <laughs> this is fucking hilarious and that's why okay i i liked it because it was schlocky sick uh so we just had a technical difficulty uh part of the conversation is gone uh approximately five minutes of it is gone and that magic will never be reclaimed we talked about the mysteries of the world we yes. solved uh how to fix racism yes it was it was a serious tangent, but damn, did we get a lot done in that oh, five minutes? Let's sum it up. Uh, your girlfriend hated it because yep. she loves Event Horizon. Yep, but and she felt like it it was trying to be Event Horizon. But, but Denzel and I said it's not supposed to be like Event Horizon. No, but I've seen none of the movies that have yeah. been mentioned. Therefore, <laughs> I I will give it this. It's not necessarily formulaic in the same way that most Hollywood movies are. Mm. It definitely is kind of unique in the way that it presents the story. To a certain degree. Could be part of why people disliked it. Yeah. I mean, like, it comes across more like an indie film, yeah. uh, the way that it's structured. And I really appreciated that. And I fuck, like, I would, I recommend watching it just as a curiosity. Like, if you're watching it, yeah, of course, there are things that you're not going to understand. Like, what year does the movie actually take place? And like, if it actually takes place in that year that they that they are saying it takes place in, then how could the things that happened in the first film happen? Like, chill, ah, ah, whatever. Well, yeah. I think uh, I think the computer cut off. What, what I said was, the, there's like a quality score, yeah. like a like a Metacritic score, where like I said, a movie like Lady Bird, ninety like should be should be rated the 90, 90 to ninety five percent because it's just a great movie. But then there should be like an entertainment value score. Like this movie, sixty percent, sixty-five, maybe low seventy, but I was like highly entertained, so ninety percent. So I know it's not a great movie, but I was having a great time, and I don't think it deserves the, the low ass fifteen percent on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, that no. seems harsh. <laughs> it doesn't deserve that, and I think that if this part got caught, I don't know, uh, but I think critics are too far up their own asses yeah. with things. And it really makes movie going like terrible. And I enjoyed it. You'll probably enjoy it. Go watch it. Just don't don't think this is like a fucking like two thousand one masterpiece. Just no, it's just a just fun be like, sci-fi just be like, I want to watch some cool fucking sci fi deaths. Yeah, man. and watch an arm walk and watch fucking cause uh, a thing run around the the space station. <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, fuck, man. That's really disappointing that that shit got cut out. But you want to get into questions? Let's get in some questions. Yeah. We've been here for a while. Yeah. Like two long? hours. Yeah. It's been a little bit over two hours at this point. Uh, I mean, shit, we still have uh, questions from the subreddit. Reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours. Yeah. So we still have some questions from last week that were meant for Eric. Okay. Oh, yeah. oh the workout one? Yeah, there was a... Yeah, time to reject the face, rip it ass. What kind of workout is Eric doing to get all shredded? I know he said su- the stuff the Marines do, but I was curious on some specifics. Uh, basically, I had a three-month window where I was like, I need to get more fit. So what I was doing was five days a week. The first month, five days a week, um, eating a bunch. Uh, for the most part, not too bad. Like trying to still stay away from sugar and like processed food, but like maybe like 2,500 calories. Like honestly, not, not even counting calories. Just trying to eating a decent amount a lot of nuts tons of nuts like my breakfast would be like wheat breads with peanut butter and then like lunches uh chipotle is gold for muscle gains man just get that rice bowl yeah rice bowl uh 
so the first couple of weeks you want to do mostly easy stuff for mobility training to get your like body actually bendable for so you don't hurt yourself so a lot of calisthenics a lot of uh body weight stuff and then and then by the second month once you're really good with that by the second month you want to start doing some heavy strength training so your deadlifts your uh, squats um like kettlebell swings like ton, like ton, lots of lots of kettlebell work so and, once, and so, so like every session you kind of want to hit like upper body lower body you want to hit it's like every muscle of your upper body every muscle of your lower body so by the the secret was the third month which was showing off what you what you got you know yeah. the cut the cut and uh my trainer was like yo dude you don't have to cut that many calories like still eat 2000 calories a day like you don't want your, you don't want your body to go starving and like mm-hmm. you're losing metabolism the secret is it's like after 5 or 6 for dinner no carbs there's no carbs for dinner so in the morning in the morning i was still eating like a fucking bagel with bacon <laughs> and 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 cheese and ham and eggs and then for lunch maybe i'll go get some ramen for lunch or maybe i'll go get like once again my brown rice bowls but for dinner i ordered i, I had this uh service that brings me five meals a week uh called territory foods it comes on sunday and wednesdays hmm. and i tell them for my dinners these are my macros i don't want any carbs I don't want any salmon because salmon's gross. Uh, and then, and then, so I have, I have, I have these prep meals that I eat that fill me up. So like, the noodles will be zucchini noodles, squash noodles. Mm-hmm. The fucking rice mm-hmm. will be cauliflower rice. That shit's good as fuck. So I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm getting fried, fried cauliflower rice and chicken, like for my for my dinners. Right. And so I'm not, I'm not, and like, it's like eighty bucks a week, which can be expensive, but then, I'm, but I'm not paying for dinner. Right, you're not, not paying, paying for, for this. it yeah. on top of that, and, and homie here delivers it to me at yeah. midnight in a, in a big cooler <laughs> bag. So what I've been doing is just, I just don't eat carbs Monday through Friday after five at all, uh, and then I have my cheat days. I, I I'll, I'll drink like a beer and then like two shots of whiskey on Friday, and maybe like get a little drunk off wine on Saturday, and then I'm back at it. And then like that's the secret, man. Just keep exercising a bunch while you're losing weight and don't 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 not eat and just don't do carbs after five yeah solid advice i feel like it's also important to note that you were already in pretty good shape yeah you're not like trying to lose a bunch of weight by doing this you were just getting your body in shape yeah i was i was trying to i was trying to lose like easy easy weight like five to ten pounds of weight right but i i knocked off three inches off my waist in a month hell yeah by doing this holy shit yeah yeah three inches now he's got to wear a belt. I always wear a belt. It's cool. <gasps> what kind of belt? Uh, this old fucking wizard in San Francisco gave me this this wolf belt buckle. Like he was living on the street, and he was like just selling belt buckles. He was look he looked homeless, and then then I put it on. He's like, "That's not how you put on a belt." And then he like oh, yeah. showed me the proper way of putting on a belt. I was like, "Sick." <laughs> Sounds about right. And the the other question that I thought was a question for Eric was basically, you need to tell us to watch Konosuba. Oh yeah, yeah, watch Konosuba. It's good. All right. Uh, what is that? Anime. Oh, okay. Anime. Crunchyroll. Anime sucks. Comedy, com- comedy, uh, fantasy anime. I'm not watching that. I, I'll probably check it out. I've seen clips of it and it looked pretty fun. If nothing else, so Pop Team Epic was is good enough for me. Yeah. That's the only. By the comedy. way, Pop Team Epic like actually has a really good opening. Like, yeah, the song. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's actually super visually pleasing as well. Yeah, and it's like 
you know, y'all know this is a joke anime, right? Like, you didn't have to go fuck up the game for everyone else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Samurai Jack the Face Ripper asks, What's one of, or a few of, the nerdiest things you own? It could be something that you're proud of, or even something that you think people would find cringeworthy. I own, like, 11 yo-yos. Yeah, that's a little learning. Yeah, <laughs> I got, I got, I got some waifu fucking figures, man. I your the house, your room. Yeah, I got, I got, I got. I don't know how I have a girlfriend. I have a who's hot. Uh, I have a. I got that Tharja figurine from Fire Emblem. Yeah, that's like 150 bucks. Yeah, though I do have my pride and joy of a uh, Space Dandy. That was like 150 bucks. I love him. I love you some Space Dandy. Um, and my girlfriend got me uh, Sniper Wolf. Ooh. Sitting on a box spread open with her legs <laughs> holding a holding a sniper Jesus rifle. Jesus Christ. Nice. She's great. Nice. Your girlfriend or sniper wolf? Uh, well, I, <laughs> I, tell, I, tell, I tell Sarah all the time, like, yo, can you cosplay this for me? Oh, I once I once told her that I had a I had a mag, a huge crush on Lum from nice. Urasai. Yeah. And God bless her heart, she tried finding a leopard print <laughs> or a tiger print bikini to get for me to wear, yeah. but she couldn't find one. I, I can commission Ooh. one for you. You know, just saying. Okay, Jesus. sick. <laughs> yeah, as, as for me, I've got. I mean, I've got a bunch of movie posters from like way back in the day that probably could be considered kind of nerdy. Uh, I've got some figurines. I don't have a ton, but I do have. I I do have the Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite Collector's Edition figurines. I've got those displayed and a One Punch Man figurine. And that's more or less it. I don't really like to keep a bunch of nerdy stuff because I'm a fucking nerd. Like, come on, loses. <laughs> You're wearing my number nine shirt right I now. I know, yeah. Yeah, you <laughs> fucking loser. And I'm, wearing, I'm wearing an SNK t-shirt. Yeah, which I actually fuck with heavy. Like, that's that's pretty dope. And I'm it's wearing like, Carhartt, so fuck both of you. Yep. Carhartt t-shirt and a Nike jacket. You got that um, Normcore going on. The what? Normcore. Normcore. Yeah, it's real big. Normcore? Yeah. Is that a thing? Yeah, well, it's the, the new thing's called Gorp. I'm not even fucking joking you. Gorp, <laughs> Gorp is like basically the, the style of living in Portland and wearing like Carhartt or like North Face. And uh, like, like you're about to go hiking in the woods. Gorp. Yeah, Gorp. G-O-R-P. Look it up, man. Sick. All right, well, there you have it. <laughs> <laughs> Normcore. Is norm, Normcore is a thing? Yeah, Normcore is where you dress up like Jerry Seinfeld. It's real big oh. in Brooklyn. Oh, that's gross. Yeah. Like, that's like disgusting. Really, what's, what's in right now is dirty white Nike running shoes. I'm not even fucking kidding you. <laughs> like, like, to look like your dad, that's that's pretty cool. All right. I'm calling that dad core. Well, yeah, that. Dad core. Uh, I, I ain't with it. I not fuck with dad core ever. I ain't with it. I ain't with it. Yep. I ain't with it. Chromis I ain't with it. Norseman asks. What do you think of the Todd Rogers records controversy? Is this the nerdiest news ever published in major news outlets like Washington Post, Chicago Tribune, and Le Monde? I haven't played Dragster myself, but he also lost his record in Centipede. According to the Washington Post, Todd Rogers' record was listed at 65 million and the second highest score, a measly 58,078. Is it even plausible that no one can score above a million when the record is 65 times that. Are y'all familiar with this, this shit here? Is that here? the no. King of Kong guy? Uh, it might be the same guy, but if not, it's similar, similar sort of vein. So Todd Rogers is this dude that has a bunch of records set on old-ass Atari games. 
the one that was under the most scrutiny was his dragster record, which is basically it's drag racing. And all you do is you press the button to shift. And if you downshift frame perfect, you can get the best score anyone's ever done was like a 553. Well, he claims to have a 551. So people have always been a little bit like suspicious of this because he's the only person to have ever hit that. Which, okay, fine. He's the only person. But when the tool assisted run could only replicate a 553, then everyone's like, okay, what the fuck is happening here? And for the record, this is five seconds, 53 milliseconds. Like, it's that tight. And then some people broke into the source code because it's an Atari game. It's easy. And they did it. They pulled up a table of, like, button presses on what could create your record and the best that was possible was a 553 and he still was saying well I got a 551 so people were doubting his uh, his credentials I know okay (laughs) and then this dude makes a YouTube video that basically compiles all this info which is basically where I learned everything from and now that this video gets all these views, people start going to Twin Galaxies where all these uh, records are posted. And they're saying like, yo, this dude's a fucking fraud. Like, there's no way he could have this score. And he's never been able to replicate it. Obviously, there's no video of him doing this. Just a picture? Yeah, of course. <laughs> and the picture that was taken, there is some evidence that would suggest that it was photoshopped. Like there's some pixels and like <laughs> why know. would you why would you Photoshop a fucking dragster score? Because he wanted to be the best. To impress who? Fucking nerds. <laughs> <laughs> why don't don't impress us? We're terrible people. But yeah, so like the speedrunning community, the retro gaming community, a bunch of people were like, "All right, get this guy out of here," and finally. After all of this attention was brought to it, now his scores are down. Now he's like banned from all this this stuff, and you know, he had a, he was also one of the only people to ever have a Guinness World Record revoked. Ooh, because he had he had an actual Guinness record for that. Don't they have to actually verify it though? Yeah, and I don't know how he got away with that. I think maybe the photo was enough. That's interesting. Yeah. So. Speaking of nerds getting their records revoked, uh, the guy who was in King of Kong with the highest Donkey Kong score had his uh, records taken down. Where? Because apparently he was using MAME cabinets. Oh, <laughs> yeah. No. Okay, yeah. Yeah, they weren't the actual thing. No shit. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, cheating in the speedrunning community and like record setting community is not it's not an unknown thing like it's been around people are going to to falsify their scores like and it's real small stuff sometimes too like usually these are people that are very good but just not quite good enough to be the best so they'll just cheat in just the slightest way so that normally you wouldn't get caught and you know then they can get get their records set and get their fame yeah yeah the only one the only one i follow is the super metroid speedrunning community because my buddy Zost, yo, Zost, you're the best. Uh, I think like 
always wins or like always has like one of the top scores or if someone mm-hmm. takes it he takes it back and when he when he streams it he plays a lot of Kirby stream band so you know yeah 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 go Zost yeah yeah there's a few instances some more famous than others but it's real niche stuff I'm surprised to see that that made it to like national news so yeah you know well once again demographic is now us dorks haha we're taking over uh, don't bunch me in with you dorks i know i'm just a normal nerd out here with your Norm nike core. jacket so whatever man we'll show you the light about how sexy fluttershy is <laughs> please stop <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's uh, disgusting you make me sick <laughs> masters of scientology asks board games yeah or nay if yay what are some of your favorites on a scale of Candyland to Dungeons and Dragons campaign that would take longer than most RPGs? Uh, I'm a huge fucking Catan fan. Uh, Love me some Catan. Uh, my buddies play a lot of Dominion, and I like it, but I hate losing, so I I stop playing Dominion because I lose a lot. Codenames is great. Oh, Codenames, Codenames is a lot of fun. I only played blast. that once, yeah, and I want to want to do that more. Cosmic Encounters is good for the ridiculousness. <laughs> like anyone can win. It's uh, uh, I don't have a D and D group anymore. Um, but I used to play a lot of Axis and Allies. Mm. A lot of Axis and Allies. But that's about it. Yeah, I enjoy board games. What was the one that we played a long time ago? Cosmic Encounter. Was that Cosmic Encounter? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was a lot of fun. At Duper's Coffee yeah. Shop. Yeah. Rest in peace. Twenty four. Twenty four hours. Get a pie anytime you want. Yeah. <laughs> Now it changes into like some Southwestern grill. Yeah, but it's still 24 hours. But yeah. I don't know if they have the pie. I feel like they do. Oh, they probably do. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I, most of what Eric listed, I fuck with. And I mean, we're doing a D&D campaign for the Patreon. Get on that. Yeah, we're Patreon. getting close. Patreon.com slash real nerd hours. $28 away. Ooh, come on now. Yeah. I know someone can spare. Who would you be? Who would be in your campaign? Are we anybody who wants to play? You uh, want to play? I don't have time. Yeah, you don't. You don't have time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yep. We're gonna we're gonna put some production value into it. We're gonna oh, tight. Inject yeah. it. Some titties? No. Oh, come on. I'll put, I'll put some titties. Okay, in. thank you. <laughs> That's what Patreon's for. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, movies. Uh, board games. I don't play many. Play D and D twice in my life. I like Catan, but it's super. I hate losing. <laughs> I think one of my least favorite things to do in life is lose. Uh, so especially when I'm like there physically, it's a lot different when you're, when you're playing and you're just kind of like on, on the computer or whatever and you lose, but like being face to face with people beating you. I'm kind of the opposite. I get dumb salty if I'm playing online, but like if I'm in person and I'm like, yeah, we're cool. Like I'm not mad at you. I'm mad at myself. Like, don't worry about it. But if I'm online, I'm I mean, if you saw me streaming Dragon Ball Fighter Z, I've I probably cursed out more than one person there. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, Chronophagia asks, and this is a question that uh, we can go entirely too long with. So please don't. What are some of your favorite video game soundtracks? Uh, I I will answer this because it's going to be the shortest answer for me. Anything with real music in it, not not <laughs> like like Symphony of the Night. No, I'm sorry. he means like Tony Hawk Pro Skater. Yeah, oh. like Tony Hawk. That's cheating. It's Get a cheating the fuck answer. Out of yeah. here. But like, what's his name was a NASCAR driver. He drove so goddamn fast. Primus? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Jerry was a race car driver? Yeah. Yeah. 
Oh, anyway, go ahead. Uh, fucking, oh my god. Uh, Wild Guns. Ooh. One, one of the soundtracks, one, like, I want to do a solo album too. Fucking uh, Gun, uh, Gunstar Heroes Ooh. is a absolute, absolute masterpiece work of art. Like, one of the most insane Genesis soundtracks of all time. Uh, fucking Outrun, if you just want good ass J Fusion. Like, basically, any 80s Sega arcade cabinet composed by Hero. Um, oh, God, I. I'm freaking out, man. Uh, I'm freaking out. Chojin Sentai Jetman, some of the best like fucking Iron Maiden type shit out there. Uh, I don't know. Everything, not yeah, everything. You but like it's a just lot like of it's stuff. just like yeah, like wave fucking lot. Oh, oh yeah, Wave Race <laughs> is like Wave Race is basically just Casio PNT Square the album, which I'm uh, so down with. Yeah, uh, I think that was arranged by Tataka. Um, God, it's just like I'm, I'm, call, I'm calling of, your time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm a, a, lot of, a lot of PC88 stuff is out there that's really good too. Uh, fucking uh, so many good MSX soundtracks. I just, I, I just can't. Oh, and every everything Konami in the NES era. Everything Konami. Oh yeah. Everything Konami. Yeah. From fucking Bucky O'Hare to the fucking that one Ninja, not that one fucking um, Indiana Jones ripoff game. <laughs> I'm gonna go with Street Fighter EX3. Mm-hmm. Chrono Trigger. Some good fusion on that soundtrack. Oh, yeah. Dope fusion. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, Chrono Trigger. Chrono, both Chrono Trigger and Cross have really good soundtracks. Uh, anything by Shinji Hosoe, which was EX2, Street Fighter EX2. Guilty Gear. Oh, God. Fucking anything da- by Daisuke, Daisuke, da- yeah, Daisuke Like, that guy, not only is he game director, game designer, lead concept artist... <laughs> Lead guitar player and lead composer. How does that guy fucking sleep? I don't fucking know. He he lives that rock star life too. Like I've it. I've met him in person. And he's, I fu- he's I fucking showed my girlfriend uh, Chrono Phantasma the uh, uh, Blaze Blue soundtrack. Yeah, she's like, the fuck is this? It's I was super like, I was good. like, I was like, this is this is God singing to <laughs> yeah. you right now. Yeah. So also anything by Michiru Yamane. So yeah, Shinji Hosoe, Daisuke Shuatari, Michiru, Michiru Yamane, and Tim Fallen. Oh, oh my just, god, I forgot all the Tim Fallen soundtracks. <laughs> yeah. And his brother and his fucking brother uh Jeff too. Yeah, yeah, Jeff. He did he, that guy that motherfucker did Crash Test Dummies, which is mwah, they did dope so as many fuck. bad games fantastic. Pictionary soundtracks. Pictionary, yeah. the most dopest ass soundtrack. It's like like that used to be my go to of people like, oh, you play video game music? Like, what is that? Like Mario? I was like, no dog. Check out what video, video game music can be. Bam. Pictionary. And also, my favorite composer of all time, uh, Alberto Jose Gonzalez, which was my first video game solo oh, yeah. album. Yeah. Alberto fucking Gonzalez, which is out on Spotify. Listen to it, homies. Oh, I didn't know that was on yeah, Spotify. Yeah, it's on Spotify. It's like Hell yeah. super dope-ass music. Anyways, let's, yeah. let's get going. <laughs> we can we can go on. There's an entire podcast dedicated just to video game music. And- yeah, VG Empire is really good. And uh, Legacy Music Hour, which I was a guest on once. Yeah. Samurai Jack the Face Ripper also asks, also about music, in regards to cover songs, which do you feel are really well done or maybe just enjoy? You wouldn't need to feel that they were better than the original, just an interesting take, perhaps. And then he links a few. I really like this uh, hardcore cover of EXO Tour Life. Can't remember the name of the band, but they do like screaming stuff. I like that. I don't really listen to a ton of covers because uh, a lot of the time I haven't found that they're comparable or change up the style enough for me to really even like sure. give a fuck. Like I listened to this cover of uh, this metal cover of Toto's Africa that was really terrible. <laughs> I couldn't yeah. see that. Fucking one of my favorite covers is my buddies uh, are in a band called 
band called Monsters from Mars did a really they're a surf rock band. They did an awesome surf rock cover of Britney Spears' Toxic. Oh, okay. And it fit fucking perfectly. Nice. Um, yeah. What are they called? Monsters from Mars. Monsters from Mars. Okay. All right. Yeah, yeah. And they, they, it's on YouTube. It's like it's like posted nine years ago. <laughs> so it's... But yeah, Toxic. Uh, all right, all right. I'm going to go with uh, anything by Infinite Combo, anything by Kirby's Dream Band. <laughs> <laughs> I also, Strawberry Letter 23 by the Brothers Johnson. Oh, Brothers Johnson is dope. Yeah. And Strawberry Letter 23 was originally composed by one guy and like performed by him. And it's basically the exact same song, but Brothers Johnson did it so much better and with such much better like production value that most people didn't even realize that it was a cover. Uh, Same thing goes with Never Can Say Goodbye, I think by Whitney Houston. Originally Jackson 5. I knew it from her. and Or no, not Whitney Houston, Diana Ross. Uh, Just like that one Natalie and Bruglia song. Woken up, the perfect sky is gone. Oh, yeah, that's a cover. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. Torn? Uh, Torn. Torn. Uh, or Also, Hurt by Johnny Cash. Uh, originally done a, by Nine Inch Nails. Yeah. Which a lot of people didn't realize that. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, that I find those interesting, like where the cover becomes more famous or, you know, is just done almost better than the original hmm. arguably but you know i also like any cover of havana gila and monster mash <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, all right and that's that does it for questions all right thank you everybody for listening this has been real nerd hours featuring eric what's up i feel like that's the wrong greeting what's up <laughs> all right, all right, there you go that works, uh, that i works. could have said my brother but i, I don't think i'm allowed to Thank you, my brother. (laughs) Thank you, my brother. Okay. All right. Well, anyway, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, We're close to meeting our goal for the uh, D&D campaign, Campagni. Uh, Support us on the Patreon. It's either $28 or $30 away. It's something. uh, Just cancel whatever bullshit subscription you don't even use. Whatever whatever porn cosplaying Patreon you subscribe to. It's not even good. Cancel your Hulu subscription because why the fuck are you paying them to not show you commercials? Like, let's be honest. You're paying them $11.99 to not show you commercials? Bitch, just pirate the shows. (laughs) I don't, I don't, no, I don't encourage pirating. Don't, don't pirate. I'm sorry. I shouldn't be saying those sorts of things. Well, anyway, uh, thanks everybody once again for listening to Real Nerd Hours. I've been Denzel. I've been Chet. Actually, Rainbow Dash is the hottest pony. Okay, so uh, (laughs) you can follow the show on Twitter at XRealNerdHours. You can follow me on Twitter at ThatDenzel. You can follow Chet on Twitter at Bushido Brown ST. Eric doesn't use Twitter, or do you? No. No? He never does. Uh, Do you want to plug anything? No. Okay. You can join us on the subreddit at reddit.com slash r slash real nerd hours. You can support the show on Patreon at patreon.com slash real nerd hours. You can shoot us an email at askrnh at gmail.com. We thank everybody for your support. I'm going to come in with the names next week of the people who are hooking us up on Patreon. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, we'll we'll be working towards some stuff. Uh, soon, especially with that D and D campaign. Uh, with that said, we'll see you next Thursday. Have a good night.